The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Hello, Jay here. Um, this week's episode of the Pissarra Tales is a bit heavy. And so, if you need a break from this episode, of course, I highly recommend that you do. Alright? Uh, I might be talking about things that could be triggering to others. Right? And I recognize that. And I hope that, you know, you would take this episode uh, with caution. Right? It's not that heavy, right? But, you know, um, I understand that we're, we have different tolerances for pain. And I want to recognize that. And so I'm just giving you guys, you know, a quick heads up that this one gets a bit dark. Just a bit. Just a tiny bit. Right? Um, but I do hope that you learn something from it. And I hope that if you are going through the same things that I've gone through or going through, I hope you feel that you're not alone. Right? Um, all of this, this, this too shall pass, right? And one day we will be back. We will be back in our classrooms to be with our kids again. And yeah, uh, I hope that you know you feel better soon. If you are going through something, I hope that you feel better soon. Take it day by day. Through education, you can also better yourselves in other ways. You learn how to learn. How to think critically and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. You can learn how to be a better human being. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pissarra Tales. I'm J.M. Australia, or Sir J, as my students call me. And this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome. Thank you for listening to us this week. Whether you're listening through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong pakikinig. I would also like to give, you know, an extra thanks, I guess. Um, thank you for, you know, the support that you've given this podcast. Uh, right now, I think we have more than a thousand listens. I think we're at 1,200 something listens. And, you know, we really appreciate all the support, you know, in whatever shape or form. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting this podcast. Yeah, I started this podcast like. Uh, like most recent podcasts during this quarantine, I had my hopes, but uh, I'm really, I'm just, I guess I'm just really, really grateful for every single person who's listened to an episode of this podcast. And yeah, uh, let's just keep the ball rolling. Uh, this week, I don't have a guest today, right? As you probably might notice, uh, but this is an episode that I thought about doing during my one week break. So, to my listeners, if you've noticed i took a one week break usually i uh, churn out uh, weekly episodes and kadaling yan usually monday tuesday meron ako bagong episode uh, but this past week i haven't been able to post one and i posted the picture on my 
Facebook page. I said that uh, we'll be taking a one-week break. And, you know, I'll try to my best to be back uh, this week. And, well, here we are. <laughs> but, yeah, just a little backstory about that one-week break. So, my last full episode, right, episode 16 with uh, Lakan Umali. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, you know, be sure to check that out either before or after. I mean, it's up to you, uh, this episode. I started to feel tired about certain things. I mean, you know, there are a lot of things that are going on uh, right now, right? In general, and of course, I guess in life. I mean, I, life doesn't really stop for all of us, of course. Um, you know, I've encountered uh, certain situations, both in my personal and professional life, that I guess were just a bit uh, overwhelming, to say the least. And, you know, because of this, I had to take a break. Um, you know, I understand that as much as I want to do this podcast, you know, doing so while I'm not in the right mindset, I guess, or not in the right uh, disposition, uh, would not be fair to both myself and to the listeners of this podcast who are, of course, expecting, you know, decent quality and content and, you know, the audio and everything. And so I just needed to take a break. And in that week-long break, I still, you know, perform my job. I still perform my day job as a teacher, right? And, you know, incidentally, that week was the review week for my kids, right? I say my kids. They're not really my kids, but, you know, how teachers are. <laughs> but anyway, so it was the review week for my kids. And, you know, over the past week, in our live classes, in our consultation periods, we'll just be reviewing for their term exams, which is happening, you know, which happened this past week. Well, I'm recording this on a Thursday, right? So by now, by the time of recording, uh, the term exam week for my kids are about to end, right? And then by the time this episode comes out, they're about to start a new term. And so in that week break, uh, we were doing a review week, and I guess it just dawned on me on how exhausted I was with everything right uh it's a bit it feels a bit weird sorry it feels a bit weird for me to be a bit vulnerable like this especially at the top of the episode and i know that my parents are listening so hello mommy daddy i'm sorry (laughs) but i'm fine (laughs) i'm fine now but yeah it was just a tough week in general where you know it was just tough uh it was a bit hard on my mental and emotional health i guess uh you know i'm fine now right but i needed to keep it together because you know i still have a day job i still had to teach my kids i still had to teach my students Uh, but there were days that i really wasn't into it i was just so done right Uh, i was just so tired and you know Unfortunately, at some point, it kind of spilled over to my work. Right? Not in a very major way, right? Uh, but by the end of one session, I think one of my students asked me if I was okay. I think they noticed it in my voice, right? Or maybe I wasn't as cheery as I used to be. And so I waved it all. I just said, no, nah, sorry, I was just tired. I'm not feeling well, you know. But in reality, I really, it was a bit more than that. You know, I was just very very uh tired a bit sad but you know life goes on and it got me thinking about 
all the times that this happened to me in my short career, short stint as a teacher. And I probably, you know, I don't want to put words into anyone's mouth, but I guess, I teachers magturo, pero hindi sila okay. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, going to work, right, as a teacher, when you're no, when you know that you're definitely not okay, right? You know, we'll be touching a bit about you know different aspects of health, and you know, just a full disclaimer: I am by no means a doctor, right? I am not here to diagnose, nor am I here to present myself as an expert. Uh, you know, I'm just within my scope and limitations sa thesis but yeah so in general i wanted to talk about how at least in my personal experience how i managed to get it together i guess you know like the title of this episode we're getting a grip rather i thought about the times that i was not into it to say the least Right, and I still had to teach because you know, uh, teaching requires a lot of physical, mental, social, and emotional energy. Physical, of course, you know, back in days of face-to-face classes, of course, we would move around. Uh, we would tend to our students, especially if they are you know elementary students and they're younger ones. You know, um, especially preschool students where they would have to chase them around. I would imagine, and you know having incredible patience with them. Of course, you would be carrying your materials if you have a laptop, if you have books, if you have notes, you know, moving around the school, going to classroom to classroom, if you're that kind of uh, a teacher, kung, you know, yung palipat-dipatang classroom, uh, kung ganun yung school nyo, of course, you know, that takes a lot of energy. Mental, of course. I mean, this is a school. So, syempre, yung mga tinuturo mo, kailangan mong aralin, to digest the content in order to, you know, apply them in their lessons and to teach them better, right, to your students. Analyzing the different responses. Kunyari, nagpa-exam ka or nagpa-quiz ka or nagpa-recitation ka. Tapos, bibigay sa'yo ng sagot estudyante mo and then you're trying to gauge whether is that good enough or is that or can they do a bit more. <laughs> Naalala ko tuloy, there's like a meme that came out recently that, you know, uh, not really a meme, but it was a TikTok, I guess, of someone of playing as a teacher, you know, trying to trying to get the right answer from their students, right? Saying, not quite. And I just remember that it was so me because sometimes they're just, you know, students just give out answers that are just almost there, but not quite. And so, you know, that takes a lot of mental energy as well. And of course, making your lesson plans, researching for your lesson plans, especially, you know, I teach science. And so there are a lot of scientific terms na kailangan kong aralin, of course, for my own benefit and for so that I have confidence in my lessons. But at the same time, some of them can be a bit too challenging for the students, right? Especially if it's something that is too out of touch or something that they can't be easily imagined. Di madaling maintindihan on the first try, so I have to digest it and so that they would be able to understand the lesson. So yeah, physical, mental, social, of course. Teaching involves me talking to people. Right, talking to my students, talking to my co-faculty, talking to parents, talking to the staff. Right, 
there's a lot of social um, movement that is going on, right? And whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert, you still have to interact with these uh, people or stakeholders, basically, in education. It requires a certain amount of social energy. And personally, I'm an extrovert, so I thrive on that energy. But I would imagine that someone who is more of an introvert, uh, it might be a bit taxing to them, right? Maybe not taxing, but it might be a bit more uh, challenging for them, of course. Because that's not what they're used to or maybe that's not what they're uh, good at. And so it requires uh, social social energy as well. And of course, emotional. Because this is a school, uh, you know, ideally, we're not here to... This is not a factory for um, making people, right? We want to be able to teach kids how to be holistic. Not just intelligent, but also um, emotionally adept. Right? And so you would care for these kids. You would be talking to them, asking to them how their day is. In particular, in the school that I work for, you know, we have mentoring sessions. And so um, it's kind of like a one-on-one thing where we get to talk to our students, ask them about their day, um, get to know them more, you know, assess their, um, you know, what are they struggling in school with, etc. You know, just like being a parent. Because, you know, teachers are the second parents, basically. And so... That in itself uh, requires a lot of energy in different aspects. And, you know, anyone who's ever been into teaching or knows a teacher personally knows that this work does not end after office hours, right? We make jokes a lot, you know, about this thing that teachers like to go to, right? It's called Czech Republic, you know, because we like to check papers a lot. And so... Yeah, the life does not end after office hours. Okay, isipin niya na lang, panyari. Nung panahon may pasok pa, here's what I would do, alright? I would wake up at around fa- 4 in the morning, right? Wake up 4 in the morning, do my morning routines, uh, you know, eat, pray, love the joke. <laughs> you know, eat, uh, I would pray, I would uh, you know, take a bath, take a shower, prepare my materials, etc. And then I would travel to school. And when I get to school, you know, I usually get there very early at around 6 o'clock, which I don't mind because I like being early. All right? But when I get there, I start to, you know, maybe browse the internet a bit. But after that, I would start to, you know, prepare my lesson. If there's a quiz going that day, I would be preparing the questions or I would be preparing the uh the materials printed out or whatever if it's just a lesson day that'll be researching preparing my slides you know and then once the schedule starts right i would go to class and then i would teach usually for an hour you know 40 minutes 40 minutes whatever around an hour right and that's just one class if i have a next class i would go to the next class etc if i'm done for the day i would go back to the faculty room I would check some papers if there were assessments needed to be checked or if uh, there's going to be slides again for the next class, I would prepare that slides. And then somewhere along the way, I would eat lunch because I can't function without food. And, you know, at some point, I'll go back to class if I have an afternoon class. If I don't, I will check more papers. And then, you know, sometimes students would go into... Students would go into the faculty room and then ask for consultation. And so you would have to attend to them, talk to them about what are they needing consultation for. And get back, I'll check more papers. And then, yeah, officially my day would end at around like 4 or 5 p.m. 
right? And so we would leave at 5 p.m. But when I get home, you know, rest a bit, and then I would go back to work because I need to prepare the next day's lesson or I need to check other papers or, you know, somewhere. Oh, by the way, I forgot before we go home, sometimes we would have faculty meetings. Sometimes there would be parent-teacher conferences. And so you can just imagine how much uh, work that is needed in being a teacher, right? And I'm not here to rant, by the way. I, I know it sounds like a bit of a rant. I apologize for that. But I just tried to give you guys a glimpse of what it, it what it takes to do a you know to do teaching as a profession, right? The daily routine. And so with all these factors, right? The energy that you need, the time that you need, there is always this enormous pressure wherein you have to quote unquote be okay in front of you know the people you're interacting with the stakeholders first of course you have to quote unquote be okay for your kids because you know they're relying on you they're thinking of you as someone who will teach them things someone that they could look up to someone that would inspire them and so you know you have to essentially be okay for them right because they're relying on you as their quote unquote second parent next you have to be okay for you know their parents because of course you want to earn their confidence and their trust in helping uh, raise their children i mean the kids are with you for most of the day for most of the week and so you need to present that you are someone who can be uh, trusted someone who can be trusted with their children you know, teaching them the right things, you know, teaching them uh, the values that are needed. Of course, that's primarily a parent's job, but we aid in that. So you have you have to present that you are okay in that sense. And of course, this is still a workplace, so you have to be okay, quote unquote, for your co-faculty, your staff, your bosses, to maintain uh, you know a semblance of professionalism because it is a workplace. You know, people there are expected to be professional and so you would you know do your best to put away not really put away but to put aside your uh, emotions your biases that's not to say that you're supposed to be a robot right but you know professionalism basically and so with all this with all these things that you're juggling in your head sometimes it could be it could be tiring Right, and the reality is, you know, teachers are humans too, and we'll talk more about that. But first, uh, just a quick word from our sponsors. Hello, I'm Rachel, and I'm Sting Lapson, the, the host, host of, of the, the Couch, Couch Tomato, Tomato Podcast. Catch new episodes every Monday, usually, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Couch Tomato to get updates and teasers on what we're watching and reviewing next. The, the Couch, Couch Tomato, Tomato Podcast. Podcast. Do the reviews so you don't need to watch it if you don't want to. If you want to learn something new or useless about the world around you, why don't you try listening to the Banyu Podcast Reflushed on Spotify, Anchor, or any podcast app that you use. Alright, welcome back to the Pissarra Tales. Um, yeah, so I was saying, there's always that enormous pressure to be okay with all the time and the energy that is needed right, into performing uh, this task called teaching, <laughs> this being an educator basically. The reality is people uh, teachers are humans too right of course we feel happy 
you feel excited, you feel grateful for you know the things that come our way. Uh, but also we feel tired, we feel exhausted, and we feel sad. Right? Life is not in a vacuum. Right? Things happen in our lives that sometimes uh, we do not wish for. You know, heartbreaks, losses, deaths, rejection. And of course, you know, getting sick. There are a lot of instances where I've had to teach under different circumstances. Just in this past few months alone, I've had to teach when I'm not okay. Right? Like, emotionally, I don't feel okay. Physically, I don't feel okay. Uh, there was a time I think I got, you know, a flu, basically. I'm fine, by the way. Uh, you know, I had to teach when I was sick. I mean, it's a bit easier in a sense because I'm we're socially distant. So, there's no risk of um, harming others. But basically, you know, if you've ever had to do a job while you have flu-like symptoms, you know, soreness of muscles... Uh, a light fever or you know maybe the sniffles nakakapagod po siya <laughs> nakailang laklak po ako ng paracetamol kung alam niya lang po pero anyway so I've had to teach that um, unfortunately I've also had to teach when somebody passed away in our family so recently uh, my grandfather passed away and it happened on a school week right? and so well that one I mean the day after I did take a leave, right? So, thankfully, my co-teachers uh, helped cover for me. But I, had, uh, I wanted to go back to work because, you know, there wasn't really much to do. It was a very, very quick uh, funeral. But, you know, at the back of your head, somebody died. And, you know, that still knocks you for a loop. And all these things, you know, that's just this year, right? Of course, last year, they're also presented its challenges, you know, the different stresses of the world. And like I mentioned, it was just this year. So this, uh, you know, this pandemic has actually made things worse for teachers mentally. And, you know, we see all these uh, new stories, right, of especially in the few months prior to October where, a lot of public school teachers were preparing for blended learning. You know, the effort that they are putting in creating modules for their students, uh, creating the learning materials, preparing for online classes if their school needs them to do online classes. Um, and when you are doing online classes, it's pretty much being on a video call for almost eight hours a day. And it's really tiring, you know, staring at a screen talking to people, a lot of social cues have been harder to discern during this online classes. Kasi, hindi na siya katulad ng dati na mas madaling um, mas madaling mag-adapt, I guess, sa kung ano yung reaction sa body language, sa boses, or whatever, na kausap mo. Pag nasa Zoom ka kasi, and I'm pretty sure anyone who's ever had a Zoom call, or a Google Meets call, or a Microsoft Teams call, Nakakapagod po siya kasi iba yung effort na kailangan mong i-exert when you're trying to explain things through a computer. I don't know I, I don't know how to explain it but it's just 
more tiring to do so. I, I honestly miss the days where I would have to stand in front of students because I would rather do that. I would rather stand in front of students, talk to them for an hour. And to be honest, it's easier to ad-lib in face-to-face when you are teaching online classes and you know you miss time for example your class that you finished a bit too early it's a bit hard to ad-lib because i don't know i mean students can see you and of course they don't want to waste their time but it's a bit harder to maintain the attention of students when there's so much distraction i mean they're in their computers uh it's easy for them to switch tabs uh you know that's not uh, let's not try to pretend that uh, you have you maintaining their full attention in that hour. No, you know they're easily distracted, and you know that's the reality. We might not like it, but that's the reality of online classes now. And you know, on top of all this, you know you have the continuous mental mental strain of you know the world around you and how it's not really as good as you want it to be. You know, if you're in the Philippines, syempre yung mga social issues, it's unavoidable. You would, uh, you would see them everywhere, see them in the news, see them in social media. Uh, you know, in general, of course, climate change, if you ever think about climate change. Uh, if you're in other countries, of course, political instability. And, you know, there's just a lot of things going on right now, not just the pandemic. And, for teachers to manage all that while trying to maintain some semblance of being okay is incredibly difficult. It's just gotten a lot worse. And so far, it doesn't look like it's getting better. So how do you carry on? How do you carry on a job? Sorry, how do you carry on in a job that relies you to be quote-unquote okay? when you're clearly not okay. And it's something that, honestly, I still don't have any clear answer on. And so the things that I'm about to share are things that help me in my personal life, right? I'm not saying that this might help you too. Maybe you can give them a shot, and if it works, then good, that's great, right? If it doesn't work, well, uh, I'm pretty sure there are other ways, right? Uh, We'll get through them together, right? But here are the things that I had to do when, you know, those days come that I'm not okay, but I have to teach, right? And the first thing that I had to do was to acknowledge my feelings and keep them at bay. For anyone who's known me personally, um, I'm a pretty emotional person, right? Sometimes too much for my own good. (laughs) Uh, You know... Uh, when I get sad, I really get sad. When I get happy, I really get happy. I'm not bipolar, right? I'm not diagnosed. I'm not self-diagnosing, just to be clear. Right? But when I get excited about things, you know, it could easily go overboard. And at the same time, when I get sad about things, uh, I, could mope around, I could mope about them for quite a while. Uh, and so in the times that I'm not okay, I have to acknowledge that I'm not okay. And... I need to understand that, you know, I'm just not okay. I need to accept that this day is not going great. And at the same time, I need to do my best to not let it affect my professional life. Because, you know, 
there are a lot of people relying on me. There are a lot of young ones relying on me. And I don't want them to feel the way I feel. And so the best I could do is to hang my feelings on a coat hanger just for an hour, right? In that one hour, I would have to do my best to not let it affect my work because I have a responsibility to these kids that I will do my best for them because I'm expecting the best from them as well. And so when I'm not okay, I acknowledge them, right? And I say to myself, you know, it's just an hour. Take it one hour at a time, basically. Take it one class time. I will class period at a time. It's not easy, right? And of course, uh, some people might say that's not even healthy at all. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, when you're a teacher, you have to think about things that are beyond you. If you're not okay, uh, you just have to try to keep them at bay for a while in that one hour of teaching or 40 minutes or 50 minutes, right? And just take it week by week. I think sometimes the momentum helps me forget it for a while. And when I'm in the groove of things, I could easily, you know, perform my classes and all that. But I understand it's not for everyone. And so... Here's my next step, I guess. Before you start, right? Breathe deeply and drink water. Right? That sounds so that sounds so simple. But it helps, right? Breathe deeply, drink water. If you believe in God, pray. Right? If you don't, then just the first two things is fine, right? Because it helps. You have to try to center yourself, right? You have to try to manage your emotions. Do not let it consume you, at least for that time period, right? And if you're handling multiple classes, then do it per time period. Next, if you can afford it, step away. Take a break. Step away and take breaks if you can afford it, right? If you have the option to take a leave of absence, at least for a day, you know, do it because it's it's important that you need to keep yourself together, right? You need to handle this ha- uh, healthily. And it's important that we we as teachers try to manage our mental health as well because puhunan natin yan eh. Yan naman ang ginagamit natin sa pagtuturo eh. Puso at utak. And if one is not okay, then how could you perform in a job that you're not okay? You know? Kung kaya mo, Take a break, um, go outside, play with your dog, you know, be with your family. And I say go outside, I mean go outside your room because uh, as much as possible, if you can limit uh, going outside your house, that'll be great. And if you are going outside, wear a mask. <laughs> but you know, my point here is that if you can afford it, if you have the privilege to step away and take a break, do so. And, of course, finally, seek help. Seek help from your family, from your friends, right? Or professionally seek help. Like, if you need to talk to a psychiatrist, do it. Because uh, mental health is important. That's already been thrown around a lot. But I think 
now more than ever, we need to realize that is very, very important. Especially for teachers. Especially at this time where students are relying on you to do your best. And so we have to do our best for them as well. But like I said, we're human. You know, we feel things. We get sad. We get tired. We get exhausted. And so if you need help, don't be afraid to seek it. Whether it be talking to your family, to your parents, to your significant others, you know, or if you want to talk to your co-faculty, talk to someone who can relate to you. you know, if you have friends in your faculty, talk to them. Let them know what you're feeling. And maybe they're feeling it too. And so you'll be feel a little bit less alone when you find someone that you can relate to. Professionally, of course, if you can afford it, you know, go to a psychiatrist. Of course, there are also uh, free. Uh, there are also f- resources for uh, free consultations. You know, uh, I'll try to put them in the description, I guess. Um, but yeah, if you can take a break, seek help. Right. Contrary to what teachers might think, we don't have to be okay all the time. And that's something that I'm trying to learn as well. You know, this is just my second school year. And it's something that I'm trying to learn. That, you know, like that K-drama, it's okay not to be okay. And it's hard to unlearn that, especially for a teacher. Where your kids are relying on you to be okay. But when you're clearly not okay, you just have to take a break. Right? You just have to... Get yourself together first. Because it's a bigger loss if you don't have it together and then you try it out anyway. You know, just like what happened to me that week, you know, I had to push through, I had to power through, but I clearly wasn't okay. I need to get I needed to get myself together and it shows. Your your kids would know. Your kids would know, they could tell if, you know, there's a tinge of sadness to your voice or you know you could see their body language could, they could see your body language you know it's tough right and to be honest I have utmost respect for anyone who is still teaching at this time you know saludo po sa inyo maraming maraming salamat sa inyong servisyo kasi hindi siya biro <laughs> I love teaching and I still do right and you know I'll still carry on but right now, these aren't times that you're expected to be super okay. And that's fine. Uh, I guess the best I could do to help you guys would be to make you feel that you're not alone in this. Right? You know, maybe you're a teacher who's also struggling with trying to be okay. Trying to be okay for your students. For your the parent for their parents for your co-teachers, acknowledge your feelings, right? If you have to teach, try to keep them at bay, but don't forget where you check them. Uh, don't forget where you hang your coat hanger, right? Uh, you need to remember where you left your emotions, right? Because you need to process them as healthily as you can, right? And so it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but it gets better. I'd like to think that 
if it's not happy, it's not the end. Never <laughs> heard that cliche before. If it's not happy, it's not the end. And you know, one day we will be back in our classrooms. You know, being with our kids, being in that loving, caring, you know, educational environment. We'll get back there. I guess we just have to take it one day at a time. And that's it. <laughs> uh, you know, I apologize if it if this one get a bit sad or get a bit vulnerable. But like I said, I had to acknowledge that this is happening. And I'm pretty sure there are teachers out there who are feeling the same thing. Having to grow through having to go through heartbreak, through losses, through exhaustion, and still having to carry on. Right? Mad, mad respect to to all of you who are still carrying on. But it's okay to take a break. Right? And I hope that you will all power through. We will see the end of this, you know, dark, dark tunnel. And then we'll be back. Alright? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this. I don't know if anyone enjoyed this. But if you appreciated this episode... Uh, you know, let us know if you have comments, messages, suggestions. Be sure to follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Pissara Tales. All right. If you don't want to do that, if you just want to email, go ahead, thepissaratales at gmail.com. The original music that you heard and will hear was composed by EJ Adrilin. Thank you, thank you so much, EJ. Once again, this is Sergey wishing you a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.